0: Welcome, True Believer Readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, the best podcast to break down hard-hitting dialogue such as, I finally got a chance to make the big bucks and that fat-headed little creep ruins it. <laughs> Here to provide analysis for that line and so much more is my friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie?
1: Uh, I'm doing really well. Fathead is a uh, name my wife often likes to call me when she gets irritated with me. This is both a, I you know, when I read it... It's an insult, but at the same time, it's supposed to imply you have a big brain. So I'm like, well,
0: perhaps not then. Well, that's why they go with fat-headed little creep, just in case you <laughs> start to think there's something positive there. They kind of right. hammer it home with that part. Um, Eddie, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do three amazing Spider-Man books. We usually don't do that.
1: All right. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it, James B. <laughs> but. We also have a guest making the same number of appearances as J. a Spider-Slayer. That's five for anyone keeping track. It's Kevin Ewing. Are you feeling notorious as a Spider-Slayer, Kevin? How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. I don't know if I'm feeling notorious. Probably <laughs> the opposite. What's the opposite of that? In- inconspicuous, maybe? But <laughs> I'm five times happy to be here again.
1: Oh, all right, Kevin. Why don't you take us into our first amazing
2: all right, from April of 1979, Stan Lee presents Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man 191, Wanted for Murder, Spider-Man, by Wolfman, Pollard, and Esposito. Uh,
1: immediately on this cover, we see another Spider-Slayer. Who's excited?
0: Yeah, I'm guessing it's only me, because it's, <laughs> it's well-documented uh, how much I love Spider-Slayers. <laughs> the guys, they nearly defeat Spider-Man often. No, no one else is that good.
1: Of course, James B. Well, uh, no one can convince J. Jonah that Spider-Man didn't murder his son. The bugle is printing nonstop about the killing, and J. Jonah wants Parker fired because of his connection to Spider-Man. Joe Robbie proceeds to go against J. Jonah's wishes by giving Peter an assignment to photograph the King Tut exhibit in town to help him save his job. Oblivious to his boss's fury, Peter is at home on the phone with a scantily drawn Mary Jane in perhaps... The most provocative panel we've ever seen. He convinces his ex-girlfriend to go on one more date that serendipitously coincides with his King Tut exhibit assignment.
0: Yeah, um, listeners, if you're planning on skipping this book, I would tell you not to. Let me tell you why. I know I'm probably the biggest fan of these books, of the people in this podcast, but there are multiple supporting characters I think it's really good writing. And most of all, there is a real frustration for Spider-Man as he really can't catch a break. I know that's commonplace, but he had a brief hiatus of not being hated and wanted by the police. And right now, it's just so, so much frustration. I can just feel it in the pages. I just love it so much. There are a few pages that they throw in here, too, to cover like Peter's abilities. Kevin, I have a suspicion why they're doing this, but why do you think that? Spider-Man has, like, two pages of testing his powers in his apartment.
2: Well, story-wise, uh, his web fluid was acting up due to the New York City pollutants in the air, slowly altering the, the formula of the web fluid, so he had to whip up a new batch. And I guess Peter thought maybe he better make sure that the New York City air wasn't altering his spider powers as well. <laughs> um Non-story wise, uh, you know, maybe Marv Wolfman had some extra pages to fill in his script and thought he'd Mm -hmm. remind readers what Spidey's powers were. You know, it's it's always possible that this is someone's first comic book they're picking up. So it's good to remind them of what Spider-Man can do.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that 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 it's you got to cycle it through there whenever you can. And, you know, a couple extra pages. So probably a little bit of column A, a little column B. Um, Eddie. Tell us uh, what happens, and I know Spider-Man's going to, in this book I love, he's going to be fighting some really great foes, so let's see what happens next. Yeah,
1: everything's
0: coming up roses
1: for Spidey until he saves an elderly woman, and instead of thanks, she beats him and calls him a murderer. Spidey's had enough of his oldest nemesis and visits his newest ally, District Attorney Tower, who offers the hero very little help. Uh, With Marla in tow, J. Jonah is also visiting an ally, but an old one. Dr. Spencer Smythe. J Jonas, please, there's a new Spider Slayer on hand. And Smythe, although sick and dying, is more than happy to help the crazed publisher because he double crosses him by locking him into some kind of arm binding device. I was really looking forward to the Marla Smythe meeting, Spencer Smythe, her father. It was. I, I thought it'd be a big family reunion, and I really got nothing here. Uh, Kevin, with Jay Jonah going back to Smythe for another Spider Slayer. Why isn't Jonah considered a full-on villain like Green Goblin or Doc? Well, Oc?
2: maybe the first point of your statement there, Eddie, not to um, put a damper on your uh, reunion, uh, but it's, it's it's Marla Madison <laughs> uh-huh. and not Mar- Marla Smythe. So, uh-huh. so that's why there was no, no! big reunion. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. We're not letting this one go. Uh
0: oh. I know Eddie. I know Eddie's put the word Marla Smythe, but I really thought too that Marla Madison was Spencer Smythe's
1: daughter. You, uh, James, be making me look better.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know why you he renamed her, but <laughs> Ke- Kevin, I I was gonna look it up, but I'm, I every time I look things up to double check little details, I ran into some kind of spoiler, like it was like the death of Marla Madison. So I can't even like look things up. But are you com- are you confident that that is not his daughter?
2: I am eighty percent confident, I guess. You're making me doubt myself, but no, I don't I don't think they're I don't think they're related. <laughs> she created like a spider slayer. I mean she right. literally learned it from her she, father. He, and like this is her helped.
0: father. Yes. Okay, well we'll just leave it at that. I'm not gonna mess around with you. I don't wanna look oh, it oh, up. Man. But <laughs> all right. Sorry. Uh, Eddie, you asked a question to him about why yeah. isn't uh why isn't J. Jonah Jameson considered like a full villain? Uh, Kevin Wood. What... Yeah, so
2: I mean it seems like he's considered more of a, you know, supporting antagonist than than a full-on bad guy. But this is a person that's actively controlled Spider-Slayers. He directly helped create Scorpion and the Fly. He's hired villains in the past like Mysterio and Electro to defeat Spider-Man. He's a horrible boss. He <laughs> treats his employees badly he's an hr nightmare lawsuit waiting to happen type of manager (laughs) and he constantly pursues a a fake news campaign against spider-man sure seems like he's an outright villain but you know generally instead he's a a love to hate him you know loudmouth buffoon you know sometimes used just for comic relief but he certainly has all the trappings of a full-on villain
0: i eddie am i correct that when um our Friend Steve gave us a list of things to do. One was to list our favorite villains. Did we both have J. at the top? As our top villain. It was so easy <laughs> to. <laughs> Unquestionable. All right. So we, we, we feel the same way you do, Kevin, that it's it's definitely possible. All right. We'll figure out the Spider Slayer thing later. But, uh, Eddie, why don't you tell us about the Spider Slayers in this issue?
1: Now, the Spider Slayer performs remarkably.
0: And although
1: it's destroyed, manages to deliver Spidey to the sinister robotics doctor, Spithe. Once in, his land, once in his lab, he handcuffs Spidey to J. Jonah with a bomb that will blow them up in 24 hours and sits back to enjoy the show. Uh, this issue to me feels like a, a major throwback with Smythe and the Spider Slayer. Uh, I'm so glad to see the Spider Slayer was destroyed, like was destroyed because I don't like Spider Slayers, but Spidey was still in trouble.
2: Speaking of in trouble, Eddie, what do you think of the plot to handcuff Spidey and Jonah together to blow them up in 24 hours?
1: I always feel like uh, plots like this are usually really silly, you know, like when the kingpin did this to spider-man and jay jonah uh, if you recall he put him in like a water tower and then said fill up the water tower with water and spider-man like webbed around him to <laughs> save him. It, it was just ridiculous all right ar- all the way around and this feels kind of ridiculous but like plausible and the best part of it for me is like Smythe gets to sit back he knows he's like very sick and dying and he's like you know if they don't die that would be bad but this certainly will be entertaining
0: <laughs> Well, to find out what happens in the 24 hours, we'll have to read the next book, which is from May of 1979. Stanley presents Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man 192, 24 Hours Till Doomsday, by Wolfman, Pollard, and Mooney.
1: J. Jonah and Spidey are cuffed together with a bomb between them, thanks to the sick and dying Spencer Smythe. Spidey takes J. Jonah and the bomb to Doc Connors and D.A. Tower, but no one can help him. As his anxiety and irritation increase, he's attacked by the fly, another J. Jonah creation. Uh, With J. Jonah coupled to his wrist, he can't fight properly, and the pair end up knocking uh, knocking out in an alley. J. Jonah awakes first, and as he reaches for unconscious Spidey's mask,
0: we change scenes. Wow, again, I really, I can feel the tension in these books. These were so good for me. I, I, I just I'm the only person who likes this whole uh, 1970s, you know, Bronze Age Spider-Man. I guess, but The Fly is totally weak. But oh no, Spider-Man has to fight one-handed and carrying J. Jonah Jameson around. It makes it like a more even fight. So, uh, I I thought this was that this was really good, Eddie.
1: I agree. We see MJ disappointed. Peter didn't show for their date. Joe Robbie irritated because Peter can't be found to complete his assignment, and Peter, missing a diploma party, Betty had arranged. Uh, back to Spider-Man, he awakes, and we learn Jay Jonah carried him to Doc Connors, who still can't help them but get the bomb off. Spidey heads back to Smythe's headquarters, and after breaking a bunch of things in the headquarters, manages to free them. The bomb explodes with no casualties, but Jay Jonah still yells at Spidey. J. Jonah breaks down at the end of this book, explaining he is just jealous of Spider-Man, and that's why he will never stop attacking him.
2: Eddie, after nearly being killed by two of his own creations, uh, Jonah manages to have a breakthrough. Do you want Jonah to become friends with Spider-Man? Boo,
1: boo, boo. This is exactly... (laughs) I feel no different from the last time this happened. I, I can't re- I forgot to look up the issue number of this, but what it's got to be in like the 30s, James B if you recall, a similar kind of J Jonah breakdown and he's like I just could never be as, you know, noble <laughs> and heroic as Spider-Man. So I will destroy him forever. <laughs> but this this weakness in J
0: Jonah in this regard can't stand it.
2: Um
0: why didn't Jonah peak Unto the mask? Or, or did he, guys? What do you think?
2: C- can either of you conceive of a scenario where Jonah decides not to unmask an unconscious Spider-Man? Um, no.
0: <laughs> w-
1: mm. uh, yeah, what? I mean... <laughs> maybe he got hit I mean, on the head too hard and wasn't thinking straight. Why would straight? he not
0: <laughs> unmask Spider-Man? Yikes.
2: I can't conceive uh, only, of one.
0: If, w- maybe... What if he was... Okay...
2: What well, even happened earlier, right? When the Spider Slayer knocked Spider-Man out, and Spencer yeah. Smythe decided to to not do it either.
0: <laughs> yeah, villains have also decided uh, not to do it as well. So, but if anyone not to remembered... do
2: it, Jonah not doing it, we Great. don't know if he does or not. But it just that seems very implausible.
0: Do you remember when the photos were being taken uh. of Spider-Man? throwing the clone into the yes. smoke tower there. Kevin, you remember this yep. part? Okay. And then, like, they finally figure out that it's, like, Harry who's taking the pictures and he mails them to Jonah, right? Yes. And then, P- and like, it's like, okay, I guess. But they, they made it work. Uh, hopefully they'll make this work as well. We'll understand why Jonah doesn't unmask him one day. We'll see. And, yeah, we'll see. Well, you you've read like three thousand books, so you would know if it's happened or not. Uh, but we are only on the one from June of nineteen seventy-nine. Stanley presents Spider-Man in the amazing Spider-Man 193, The Wings of the Fearsome Fly by Wolfman, Pollard, and Mooney.
1: Are we open with a Spidey camped outside J. Jonah's office wondering if he removed his mask, the previous book? Yeah, we were just talking about this. I'm st-
0: yes, I'm wondering too
1: <laughs> snow. Tense Peter heads into the bugle, hoping to know his fate. J. Jonah mentions nothing and fires him for not delivering the King Tut photos Joe Robbie went out on a limb to help Peter with. Uh, Spidey is then Spidey's out swinging, looking to brawl with the fly, and amps up as he gets a tingle near the King Tut exhibit. While the cops are shooting at Spider-Man, the fly is robbing the museum, but not the Tut exhibit. He makes off with other priceless artifacts, and despite Spider-Man's best attempts, he can't stop him.
0: All right, we were just talking about villains and why J. Jonah Jameson isn't number one. Kevin, why isn't the fly like a, you know, Eddie and I would have him in like the C or D list. Why is this guy not an A or B list villain? What do you think?
2: Well, he's stronger than Spider-Man, as the fly often points out in the comics. He, he can fly. He can create sonic blasts with his wings. He has 360-degree field of vision, which is like a spider sense, if you will. So he mm-hmm. has the attributes to make him a heavy hitter, but he's called the fly, or the human fly, <laughs> not a name that really strikes fear. And even though looks are subjective, um, his yellow and green outfit with the big red, red eyes isn't the coolest-looking costume around. And you know, if we look at it, maybe real wor- real-world scientifically, what are natural predators of spiders? Lizards, an A-list Spider-Man villain. Birds, vulture, A-list Spider-Man villain. Scorpions, b list B-list Spider-Man villain. Wasps, uh, she's a hero, but anytime she and Spider-Man are in a room, they often don't get along with each other. Toads, well, in the future, there will be a pretty lame villain called Leapfrog. And centipedes, in the very, very far future, there's going to be a villain named Kindred, who is a centipede theme. What's not on that list? Flies. And what is a natural predator of flies? Spiders. So very long story short, he's just pretty lame.
1: I'm so glad you went there, Kevin. That's exactly the same thing I was thinking, too. Uh, Well, let's let's go back to Peter. He heads home uh, only to have Ned Leeds clock him. He's outside his apartment because he's been canoodling his wife, Peter. Enraged kicks him and Ned and Betty out. Uh, Borderline mad, he apprehends any and all Penny Annie criminals while searching once again for the fly. But the fly is captured by the police, and we end with Aunt May in potential trouble.
2: So back to the the Betty and Ned scene. Um, Do you think that Betty had a full-on affair with Peter, or was it just limited to the kissing we saw on panel in a previous episode? Or was there more?
1: I I gotta say I I really think it was fairly innocent and there was kissing, but
0: that's about it. Um, I after reading after Kevin asked this question, I actually think it this book does a lot of implications, Eddie. They do a lot of like the door closes yes. and you have to guess what's happening next, and they'll say hours later. I think it's supposed to be a full affair. Ooh. I'm going to go. That's I'm going to go that way. And and I think there's not enough proof either way to to argue this, but I, I, I'm just going to believe it's a little more serious than we than we think.
2: So after I after I thought of this question for the show, I kind of looked up to see if there was anything about it. And mm-hmm. there there was a quick response from Marv Wolfman where he he kind of didn't remember. It was a long time ago, but he said, oh, it sounds like I made it so the reader would have to decide. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, yeah. Well, that means that Eddie and I are both right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, mostly me, but Eddie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Good ambiguity there. Did it, you guys notice, uh, there was a Let's Read Spider-Man sponsor in, um, in the uh, in the book? What,
1: what Was it this shield gun that blasted the spy, the
0: fly out of the air by the police? <laughs> um, Kevin, did you notice? No,
2: I didn't. Sorry.
0: Well, there was a sponsor in the book, and... I guess it's time right now for our sponsor. (laughs) Let's do it, James B. Eddie, the COVID pandemic has taken a toll on all of us. Uh, We can't ignore its impact on mental health either. Uh, Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt wants you to know, it's normal to feel anxious, stressed, or borderline mad. If you feel like you need to run out there and apprehend penny anti criminals while searching for someone, it's okay um, if you start hallucinating about former foes or everything seems upside down, we can take care of these problems. If you think someone has killed your son and it's making you angry, please call Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt today. Uh, special in-home visits for superheroes uh, who needed to reveal their identities or sick and dying scientists could also receive 10% off. Once again, that's Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt. Uh, nobody noticed, Doctor Ludwig.
1: I, well, You know, we did discuss him very well. He he is watching over Aunt May, right?
0: Oh, definitely. And and he he'll watch over you if you guys need um, <laughs> you know, services. Do you, do you, Eddie? You're always a big proponent of making sure people are checking their mental health. So it's true. I would think you'd be very interested in giving uh, Doctor Ludwig a call.
1: It's you know that is true. Mental health is very important. Uh, Ludwig Reinhardt I, I might take the shield gun <laughs> if that could be a future like I don't know if that's an alternate that blows the fly I don't out. know
0: what you're talking about actually here <laughs> the what po- does that even
1: mean the police capture the fly before spider-man does and they say yeah. we got this gizmo from shield and he's holding this smoking gun as the fly lays on the ground <laughs> sure
0: Sure, but th- how does this help you with uh, help the, you and our listeners with their mental health concerns? I'm just trying to give you a service to make you feel better about this holiday season. Oh, and hey, you're telling, talking about bringing out guns. Eddie, Kevin, of all
2: the saying- all the sponsors you have said no to, <laughs> and here you are saying, "Yeah, I'll take the gun. That I can shoot people <laughs> with." Showing <That's Yeah>. the- <laughs> so my mental Kevin. health, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to
0: talk off air more about this, but yikes! So oh, bye. I hope our listeners check out our repeat sponsor, which Eddie should have taken care of the first time they were on our show. Did you guys see at the end of the book uh, the whole Barney Bushkin, um, who's the Joe Robbie, I believe, of the Globe, the Globe. right? Yep. Yeah. And there's another guy, I don't know, Slayton or something, who's the, you know, the, but they said that the, go get Peter Parker, we're going to hire him for a job. And then it said, Eddie, it's going to be covered in Fantastic Four 207. Yes. I had... I had read Spider-Man. FF 207 years ago, and then I was like, oh, this is a Spider-Man crossover. So like when I was selling off my Fantastic Four books, I kept that one. Oh. Aside. Not that I can't just read it online, but I have that book, and I remembered I'm going to have this in my collection, and uh, fits right in there. So we're going to be covering that one pretty soon as well. Wow. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Good old Barney Bushkin there. You, Kevin, have read all the Spider-Man books, so you can't be spoiled, right? right? Could you look up Marla Madison real quick? don't tell us if she dies don't tell us if she marries somebody but can you just confirm or disaffirm eddie what's the word okay to, so you know, tell us if she is smite's daughter
2: according to i was shocked as well the marvel wiki maybe she's just you know, um relatives let me expand this um it's a girl. She have a different. So listening. I don't want to read any of these names just for, for spoilers. Yes. But yes. keep us safe. There is no. Okay. No Smythe mentioned on the. Wow. Okay. As a relative. Do you th-
0: does she seem to be related what? to a different villain we might have already seen that you think we know about? No. Probably not. Okay. What? All right. So Eddie and I have just whiffed on this one wow. a while ago. I. 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 I Eddie, she we'll we'll built have to a go back. Spider Slayer, <laughs> yeah, and she said she learned it from her dad. Yes. Like, that's what we, or we like Mandela the whole thing, and it never this really happened. We just decided. <laughs> so.
1: I'm definitely going back to look. I don't believe. Hey, it. did
0: you guys know that the that good old Doctor Ludwig Reinhardt, that when he appears, he appears, I believe, at the same time as the second Spider Slayer. Like it's he's like in another book with the Spider Slayer. Maybe oh, that's were cool. Doing research it. If you were doing research on the Spider Slayer as like a writer and you were poking around, you would have seen Dr. Luther Reinhardt huh. in the book. The same way that, remember, the Molten Man famously right. gets connected to um, Liz Allen because they appeared in the Peter Parker's graduation from high school issue yeah. at the same time. And then when the guy who was writing the issue looked back for the Molten Man information, he saw Liz Allen poking around. He's like, I'll bring this character back, too. We'll just make them, you know, uh, step... Our half brother, half sister, whatever they want to do with them. So, yeah. All right. Um, anything else about anything? I don't think so. All right. Well, we're not going to force it. We know what we're doing. Um, if uh, w- what are you up to, Kevin? Anything going on that our listeners uh, might be interested in about you?
2: Um, I mean, you can always follow me uh, at Kevinewing22, uh, assuming Twitter is still around. <laughs> you never know what. <laughs> With that platform, what's going to happen? Um, but, you know, one thing I'll quickly promote is, um, you know, every time I've on here, I, I've been on here, I've, I've mentioned the Junk the Pete Saturday Night Reading thing. We'll come the first weekend in January, we'll be celebrating our, our ninth anniversary. So that'll be kind of fun.
1: Eddie. Uh, you can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you could probably find us on Twitter at Let's Read
0: Okay, we can stop all the negative Twitter talk because it's literally <laughs> the only platform that we use. Like we don't we have no other no presence, presence anywhere. And I've kept that number over four thousand, despite all the robot all uh, the uh despite all bot, the bots bot being deleted from. I've been keeping up with it. So we're we're just over four K still, which makes us, by the way, Kevin, the number one number of followers? Cool. Yeah, yeah, we're number one. Yeah.
2: So it's time for the close. I'm James B. joined by Eddie. <laughs> and Kevin And remember, listeners, if someone pays you large sums of money to build plutonium-powered spider slayers, make sure you invest some of that money into nuclear-resistant personal protective equipment. Goodbye. 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 you guys have uh, 193 up
0: I got it I got it up too now so
2: well well I don't know what page it is in the comic but the digital page it's page 11
0: what's the top or spider-man top is panel. punching
2: um, the fly in the top panel and he's saying I've got a personal score to settle with that flying freak
0: yep I see it
2: Look okay. at the – so if you follow, he punches him, and then the fly uses his sonic wing blast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, he misses him. The so, the fly ducks,
2: yeah. and then he flies away. Yeah. Someone doesn't even yeah. connect with him. Right. So first four second ready. panel, Spidey gets hit. Third panel, yeah. what is Spider-Man grabbing onto – to flip up around and spin back to the fly, because it sure looks like he's using the sonic blast as his pivot point to do that spin.
1: Whoa. <laughs> this is a fully materialized sonic blast cable of supporting Spider-Man's swinging weight, huh?
2: <laughs> Apparently.
1: That's, that's what it looks like to me, too. I was more concerned about the stolen artifacts that just got used to whack Spider-Man. I'm like <laughs> how much money can they be worth now that you hit Spider-Man with them? I guess they have